advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. creepy i feel like you're in like really close to my face he's right, almost he's right behind you right that'd be, aw- that'd be awesome i'd take the candy man <laughs> i can piss myself <laughs> right around Dave was me. <laughs> how did you do that why is there an orange glow on my shoulder they're remaking candy man yes really yeah uh, i love that movie what's his name uh, i hope they use knocking boots in the in the score somewhere I don't know, but it's Michael, not. It's Michael not. Keegan Key from Key yes. and wrote it and is producing it, but he's not directing. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be good then. Um, oh, uh, Keenan, yeah, it might. It might. See, I don't want it to be funny. I never, well, no, I never saw either of his horror movies that he did. Oh, he did he horror movies? Two, okay. He did two of them. They're like super critically acclaimed and have like super shocking. Oh, the one was Get Out, huh? Get Out. One of them was Get Out. One, okay, yeah. yeah. Still, that one looked too serious it, for me, and it, it, and it was a little bit of racism involved in that one. I was like, yeah. it didn't really appeal second, to me. He did a second one too, um, that just came out recently. I can't remember really? the name of it, but so I'll he, check it in, out. And he even I saw him in an interview, and he said that even though he's a he's known for comedy, like his whole career, the yeah. only thing he's wanted to do is make horror movies. Yeah, like, and his that's, dream. It's awesome, you know. So. Yeah, and I've seen clips from Get Out, and it, it looks pretty. It looks pretty weird. I just keep completely like, steering away from it because I know there's like yeah. a big twist, and I don't want to fucking know anything about it. Yeah, I just point. yeah. And it's, at this uh, point, it's just on me. It's like a fucking four year old movie, so if I run into a spoiler, I can't get mad at anybody. But yeah, I'm still trying to avoid it as best I can. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it, but I kind of don't. It's like one of those things, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because I really liked Candyman. It's not often you see. Uh, you know, like a, a horror movie with a black villain, right. or, you know, being right. the, being the horror, you yeah. know, so it's kind of, kind of different, you know? God damn. I just drank the last of that heavy pour of Stranahan's that Brent gave me and it's so mm. delicious. I used it for my clink ding and I still have my sipping cup over here with some in it. Yeah, so good, bottle, the bottle's, the bottle's half gone. No, it's Man. not. The bottle's half Surprisingly, gone. No, quite actually, a bit in this bottle. This bottle is like a TARDIS. It's full it's, to the it's, top. It's elusive. Because we poured Dave a giant pour, yeah, the, to, his to go pour. Giant, but it was it was a heavier pour than I would have poured. Well, the back of this bottle full is finger, flat. Full I finger. did not notice. Yeah, that. you can lay it down. It's like, like a, a it's bottle. like a baby. They didn't rotate the baby. Yeah. It got laid on its back too much. Yeah. It got flat head. Got flat head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't rotate the baby. <laughs> you got to turn the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have rotisserie the baby. Yeah, you know, and that's a good idea. 
So speaking of that, I want to I want to introduce my new company, Rotisserie Cribs. Uh, if you have a newborn, uh, you put the baby on the stick and yeah. it rotates, and uh, you'll never get uh, crib head. Yeah. Right. And if you so, stick a can of beer up their ass, they come out so tender. Yeah. <laughs> So tender. Yeah. To be clear, you don't I kill the baby. There's baby. little pockets sewn into the special Velcro uh, yeah. like we have a, adapter. We have a suit. Yeah. Like a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an adapter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. never suit. never fear. The rotisserie crib baby is here. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So <clears throat> my head was so. fucked up when I was born. I was I was a fucked up baby. Like I was a cone head and shit. Like my mom tells that fucking story where I was <laughs> they like They had to suction you out. They have to suction uh, you out. I don't know if that was all part of it, but like I, it was not good. You? Like my mom was in labor for like 23 hours. Yeah. And like when I came out, I looked like fucking sloth. I mean, for yeah. one, I had a cleft palate. So my it's face is fucked sloth. up. Like I was all fucked up. And uh, my head was like a cone though, she yeah. said. Like I looked like Phineas and Ferb that's or kind of how like I had a cone I mean, head with, a, with orange fucking yeah. puff of hair, like fucking a Dr. <laughs> Seuss character. And she said the nurses literally with their hands pushed my fucking cone head down yeah. and shaped my fucking head Damn. and then clean yeah, me if up. You leave it the same, if you leave it, it'll stay. Yeah. Like they cleaned yeah. me up, reshaped my head with their bare hands and brought me back yeah. like Play-Doh baby. And then I was yeah. a cute little baby, but I just had a cleft palate. Yeah. But I was fucking, she was worried. Like, yeah, a lot back. of babies that come out have that funny mm -hmm. head and you put the, put the tight beanie on yeah. it to keep that head yeah. shape. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Babies are, the, yeah, they have vacuums that suck them out. All yeah. kinds of stuff. Tongs. I was a preemie. By <laughs> giant ass day was no, I was, I was a say, big people have nicknames like tiny. You yeah, know? I was a preemie who wasn't a preemie. Like I was like a preemie, and then they were like, "Oh, but he's like a perfectly normal sized baby." Yeah, you like, would have been. It's you'd have been fifteen pounds. Yeah, it's a good thing yeah. he was a preemie. But yeah, good thing your mom was stuffing the turkeys up her pussy. That was before. Like that. for thing. Oh, well, no, she probably was back then. You know, keep it. No, you know. I'm pretty sure she didn't do that till the nineties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was until the nineties my mom was stuffing her pussy <laughs> with turkey. I'm not, I think I talked I'm about not those videos. Any crazy claims. She might have been stuffing her pussy with all kinds of stuff, but I know yeah. it wasn't turkey. It wasn't turkey till the nineties. I'm mean, I can uh, tell you it looked like roast beef. Yeah. Putting, <laughs> she might have been putting turkey up there, but yeah, I, I already I had mentioned those videos of those fucking women sticking shit, fucking like TVs and shit up under their skirts and stuff, like walking out mm -hmm. with them. That shit's crazy. Yeah, those those shoplifting videos are fucking nuts. There's that one chick that gets like busted inside of the security office and she pulls out like 47 little bottles of alcohol. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, she she's rivaling keeps, Dave's eggs. She just keeps yeah, bringing out fucking. Bottles of alcohol. A it's a big lady, but yeah. no way did you think she had anything. Yeah. And they start stacking up the table. And at some point, the security guys are like, holy shit. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? I mean, I'm sure they've seen some shit, but that was, yeah. that was the upper of what they've seen. That's crazy. That's funny. So my, uh, my Oregon side of the family is very appreciative of the care package. Oh, yeah. I oh, got it. We need like a fucking family picture. That was quite well, the box. I'm telling them I want a family picture of them, but uh, we'll see how easy that is to wrangle. But we, we sent them. <laughs> they're all going to be they're all going to be six feet apart. Yeah. We sent them multiple um, uh, T-shirts because we've never released my, my uh, nephew Cole recently started listening. So I sent him a care package and then I expanded the care package to include everybody else. And then we what all do you remember what all you you threw in there? Uh, I think there was black triple X green and caribbean does that sound okay. right i think they, so he said that he's all about it and they've because i asked him which shirts he took and he said that he took one of the sofa king shirts and he immediately took the el yucateco shirt and was happy about it yeah and, i did my best but like honestly that box is 
was almost a singularity. Like that shit was dense. <laughs> like I had a fucking, it was a medium flat rate fucking fits at ships box. And you were like, by the time you listed off sizes, I was like, God damn, that's like eight t-shirts. And then four bottles of Teco. There was like 20 something fucking stickers. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There was so much shit. When I took a picture, I was like, no way am I fitness in this box. I got in that box. And like, I told the mailman, I was like, this is what's in this box. He's like, God damn. I was like, it fits at ships. Yeah. It was heavy, dude. That box weighed like, I don't know what they say, you know, if you filled up with sand or something, that yeah. box would weigh 70 pounds, but it was like, it was impressive. Huh. Yeah. The shit that I got to go in there. Yeah, they were, they were very pound, happy about 10 it. pounds of shit in a five pound box. Cause I want to represent, cause he said that he listened to the show and I asked him if he had tried El Yucateco via text. And his reply was, do you mean the King of flavors since 1968? And I was like, that's the one. And he said, mm. no, I can't, I can't find it anywhere up here. So I wanted to send him a, I'm yeah, sure at the back last back. minute, I was like looking for sizes, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna put a Teco shirt in there. So I put a Oh, you could Teco shirt in there. I'm glad that right. that, that somebody wanted that, and it worked yeah, he out. He loved it. He he scooped it up. So, but nice. they they were happy for the. I mean, Oregon is a very very white place, and there's not a apparently they and they live in a somewhat small town, and he mm. works at the Safeway that's there, and they don't stock it, and mm. he probably just gets everything from there because he works there, and that's your life, but. I think there's a, I think I put a potbelly shirt in there too. And a couple of stickers, yeah. got all the love, all the techos, yeah. we got everything in there. Some, mm-hmm. there's some LA Cateco stickers too. So nice. But yeah, they're loving their, they're loving the LU Cateco. He said that he immediately tried all of it and is in, and they love hot sauce. They get some pretty hot mm-hmm. shit. So they're, they're going to probably rock the triple X in ways. I'm, all, that I'm out of triple X bottles officially, except for the fucking giant jug. I bought, the I had to jug. buy myself some triple X uh, the other day. I bought a couple bottles um, just for home. I don't take that jug home. Um, and it's rare that I eat lunch at work, but I switched back to fucking ramen again. So I'm off the keto. I'm on the fucking Cheeto again. Yeah. Fat, my gym closed. I'm a fat bastard eating mm. fucking noodles. Yeah. Mm. And it's gonna rain, I guess, tonight. Wow. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Just put my chickens up. I'm gonna have to patch that fucking roof. I put a hatch because that was a house. It was a playhouse built for kids, so there's a ladder so they could crawl up and get on the roof. But now that there's fucking chickens in there, I need to figure out something else for the roof. Fuck, it's gonna rain all night. Is it? Yeah. That's what she said. Purple rain, baby. Mm. Yeah. It's getting a little gray out. Yeah, it was weird yesterday. Like, I tried to go to the, I went to the store. I thought it was going to rain. To buy a bale of hay. I felt manly yeah. as fuck. I had to buy a bale of hay. Real we men bought, buy a lot of bales, yeah, like 12. Well, I was in a forerunner, so, but I did put a bale of hay on my forerunner. Yeah. So I felt manly that's like a fucking farmer. Manly. No, it's not. But it's it was like more some, than the bitch. That's something a woman would do. Well, it's funny, no, because like I was in Roundup. It's a feed yeah. store locally. And I tried to buy, I was like looking around. I was like, I don't know. I don't see any shit out there. And I was like, well, I need something to put in these fucking chicken uh, nesting <laughs> mm-hmm. boxes. And so I grabbed this like bag of like alfalfa. And I was like, this is some bitch ass fucking bag. I was like, God damn it. It was like 10 bucks. And I walk up there and I, re- I get rang out. I buy two fake eggs. I bought like a brown one and a white one because you're supposed to put it in there. It tricks them and kind of teaches them like, mm-hmm. this is where you lay your eggs. Yeah. And so I bought that bag. And the that's like, what I do with cats. I shit in a cat box. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. A, to share. Yeah. My grandpa, like, yeah. first time I got a cat, yeah. my grandpa told me that trick a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what shit. I do in the toilet. I shit in the toilet in case I ever have a house uh, chicken because then the chicken knows to shit in uh, the toilet. True, true. I do that for guests. Like yeah. I'm, normal just, guests I'm just conditioning you know myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I flush it and everything, but that's what I do and that's why I do it. Yeah. Normally yeah. I shit on the floor, but if I get a house chicken one day, I want to train myself to teach it to shit mm-hmm. in the toilet. Right. 
I suck my own dick in front of my new girlfriends. I'm like, this yeah. is what you're supposed to do. And I just, <laughs> you're supposed to. There's a, a a buddy at work. He said it, a buddy at work. He said his grandpa used to tell him like when he was in high school. Right? He was like, fucking whenever you whenever you get a new chick, you just fucking pull out your dick and start beating it off. And be like fucking, I don't need you. Just stare at him in the eyes. I don't need you. Just give him something to compete with. Yeah, They're like I could do it faster than that. I could do it better so, than that. So I'm not gonna put I'm up like, their can shit. Can you though? Yeah. Can you? I don't can you? Know. I can please myself away. pretty good. Yeah, just put it away and walk away. Yeah. Um, Hashtag Team Potatoes. So, anyways, I get to the counter and I was like, uh, I was like, hey, do you guys have bales of hay? She's like, yeah. I was like, how much is a bale of hay? Because it's a stupid bag of all like bucks. ten bucks. She was like, twenty, uh, twenty dollars. And oh, I was wow. like, oh fuck, how much is it weigh? She's like, I was like, I was like. I got this fucking bitch ass Petco bag. I could have got a big ass bale of hay. I was like, how much, how much is the weight? She's like, I don't know. It's a big ass bale of hay. And she just fucking, it's not the, <laughs> it's a whole bale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was 90, I think 90 pounds. I was like, fuck yeah. for 10 more dollars. Yeah. You're like nine times the amount. Nine times. Nine yeah. times. Nine. Yeah. So we'll see if they lay any fucking eggs. Probably not. It's been, it's been, uh, it's, this is Friday now virtually. So they're backed up. They're going to have 38 eggs <laughs> in their ass. Fucking <laughs> machining out like a cartoon. <laughs> Don't they normally drop like an egg a day? Isn't that like the thing? It said um, that particular, I got red Rhode Island um, oh, hens, oh, wow. and so that's the most red common heads. and one of the best egg laying hens. Also the third most friendly. I'm learning all kinds of facts about this, <laughs> um, but they're supposed to do approximately 150 to 250 eggs per hen per year. I was like, <laughs> God damn. So almost an egg a day. Right. Um, yeah. So that'd be pretty good with four hens. You know, I should have a yeah. decent amount of eggs. Yeah. And then they said if you collect them twice a day, um, they'll lay more. They like they they don't like seeing an empty nest. So hmm. I don't know, there's probably some fucking farmers out there. That's that weird. They're like, they're like mentally develop them in their fucking head and be like, oh, it's so empty. Then you're gonna <laughs> fuck with them pop out a new one. Eggs there. Yeah. So you put the fake the fake eggs so they're more uh, inclined because I guess if you don't, it's fucking Easter every day. They just go lay fucking eggs wherever they want. They just walk around their area, yeah. just dropping eggs yeah. in like little fucking leaf. That's what piles they did at shit. Steve's house. Yeah. Fucking, they had like hundreds of eggs a day. So you have to make it enticing um, to lay in the right spot because yeah. fuck, if you find an egg, you don't know how long it's been there. You yeah. know what I mean? You're gonna have to like, oh, damn, do I, do I eat this? Yeah. Has it been here for four days before I found it? Yeah. So ideally, you want it to be in that in that nesting box. So what you should we'll do see. is just build a. Faraday cage around the chicken coop mm -hmm. and then like take the Faraday cage away right where the you want them to lay the eggs and then they'll get like that's the only place in the coop they can get Wi-Fi so they'll always go <laughs> over there uh, they're over there playing fucking bejeweled and shit yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. And then it's like if you're gonna lay an egg I mean you're just gonna take a minute so that's where they'll be like oh there's always Wi-Fi in the corner and then they'll go over there what I the want to know how they tested the Faraday cage what do you mean uh, like when they thought of it, you know what I mean? Like when they oh, came up with the idea that a, radio a, bird, or something? a bird can land on, you know, power lines. How do we, how do we build a suit that a person can touch? You well, know, the Faraday cage is just like something that keeps the signals out. I don't know. Is that the same as no, the no, fucking no. Tesla fucking it, shocking one? No, no, no. They use Faraday cages for, uh, you wear it like working like high power lines. Like I've watched those helicopter power. dudes. I watched that shit. Yeah, yeah, where they, where they, they reach they, the pull out and ground yep, themselves. They ground Oof. it. They ground it, and then they get on the power lines and do maintenance on them, like fucking crawling, Fuck like fucking three hundred feet. I'd in the be air. dead for sure. Brad can be fucking witness. Brad bad. watches me set these cameras up, so every time we switch shows, we have to reboot oh, yeah. and set up all the cameras. And we first walk in here. I swear to God, I grounded myself. <laughs> I walk around. I touch yeah. the fucking cameras with the back of my fucking hand because it snaps so yeah. loud. Dave's seen it too. There's a blue lightning bolt that fucking hits my hand. <laughs> You can hear it go crack. And Rain now I'm like, wins. Yeah, yeah, I have like fucking PTSD yeah. over these fucking iPhones shocking my He's hand. He's afraid dude. to touch them. I'm fucking super nervous to touch them. They get me every time. Yeah. Like the fucking Bill, Bill Murray guy. It's, it's funny to watch. Ghostbusters. I know it's going to happen. A couple of wavy snap. lines. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's up? What are we talking about? Nothing. Oh. Listen, that. We're talking about the Dalai Lama. Mm, he sounds delicious. <laughs> or, or as we Lama. like to call him, would it change it to the no. Salami yeah, the, our, the, the Salami Lama. The live feed corrected that to Salami Lama. Bro, I was like, should have kept. I should have left it. You should have left it. Should have left yeah. it. Yeah. This this one was tricky to fucking research because you can't you can't research because I wanted to like I wanted to research the current Dalai Lama, the 14th right. Dalai Lama, but you can't really get to the heart of what he is and what's going on without looking at the weird ideas of what it takes to be a Dalai Lama. And you can't get to like, oh, he won the fucking Nobel Peace Prize because of shit in Tibet. So then you have to get into Tibet. So right. there's like, there's a whole lot of angles. And even the research, it's like everything that you would hit was just about the spiritual Dalai Lama or just about this guy or just about his books or just about freeing Tibet or just about Chinese oppression. Or So it was really, there wasn't any one source that I found that really kind of brought it all together in a smooth way. So this one might be kind of bouncing all around. And I promise you, if you're like some fucking free Tibet Tali, Dalai Lama lover, you're going to walk away going, that episode was bullshit. They didn't even cover this fucking thing that happened in 1976. Yeah, it's tough. So there's a, there's a, this is a, this is a dense and chewy one. So the goal is to talk about this guy, but you can't get to him without getting to all of this external stimulus in his life. He's got a lot of bodyguards. I think we need to preface it too. Like if you've never watched him speak, he sounds like fucking Yoda. And to the point that I was like, <laughs> they must have based Yoda's character off of him or something. I think Even they did. That Yoda laugh. Well, Dude. I think they did because, you know, like the, the stormtroopers are like Nazis. You know what I mean? Like right. it's that whole, he, you know, deal. He has a rhythm and like where he raises the pitch of his voice and drops it back down. It's so fucking Yoda that there's some parts where I was like, God, I wanted to cut it out while I was watching and be like, that soundbite is fucking a Yoda impression. Like you yeah. couldn't, he's like, like it gets all fucking throaty and weird. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? He just did it. Like he yeah. just did Yoda. Yeah. You make love. Like he's like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't speak backwards. Like it's not all fucking when 900 years you yeah. reach look as good. You will not, but it's like, a right. like there's yeah. this fucking little thing. Yeah. And then he giggles and you're like, they <laughs> fucking base Yoda off of him. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I mean, he's cool as fuck. You have to say that. Assumption. Like, you have, you have a wise person, you know what I mean? Who's, who's teaching people. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and to Yoda. be he, so humble and be held in such high regard and such a position yeah. and living your life uh, in that position of, of like, of like almost a royalty type status yeah. where everyone around you is telling you this, uh, this amazing being like, he's so humble for it. But I guess that comes from Buddhism. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was really impressive and such a down to earth, like dude, like he just laughs and makes cracks jokes and shit. He's funny. Yeah. It's it super interesting. Buddhism's Buddhism, like no matter what religion you are, um, Buddhism is really cool. There's a lot, and a lot of it is like, I got into Japanese martial arts young and, you know, you don't realize, you know, well, you know, a lot of stuff in martial arts comes from Buddhism. You know, the, there's, there's a lot of meditating and, you know, there's, there's things that you're doing that, that are spirited from, you know, Buddhism. Right. And it's a, it's a really interesting. And actually when, when we were talking about topics, I mentioned Buddhism, um, or nudism or nudism one or the other but buddhism's a really cool i mean i've been to buddhist funerals you know i've had you know close uh, members who are in you know the judo community or whatever right. you know people i was close to that have passed away um and and they're fucking long and and it's crazy 
but they're also moving at the same time. It's not like a regular funeral. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like something that, you know, if you've never been to one, uh, or, you know, like I said, any religion, you know, everybody I'm gonna, has, I'm just going to start checking the obituary section, see if I can find, yeah, one. find a Buddhist, just so like, yeah, go. make sure you got a couple free hours. Mm-hmm, uh, right. It's a long funeral, but, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's something to experience. You know what I mean? It's something different. Um, yeah, just Buddhism a, and the core. We have a Buddhist What's that? temple just outside of town. Uh, there's one in town too. Uh, the Buddhist church, the one of the the Bakersfield Judo Club here, uh, used to be the Buddhist church. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the the smaller version. Well, I, of take, it. I take that back. It's a Buddhist monastery. Yes, yes, that that's outside of town. Like yeah. Full on Buddhist monks that live. Yeah, a friend of mine. He was like fucking had like eight million jobs. I went to college with him. He owns a barber shop here in town, black barber shop, and he owns a construction company. So he does both. And he was cutting my hair a long ass time ago. And he was, he was like, yeah, uh, they got me uh, working on this uh, Buddhist monastery outside of town. And I was like, Oh, what's that like? He was like, it's crazy. Uh, niggas walk around in robes meditating and shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good summary. Of yeah. Monastery. Yeah, that's exactly how I pictured yeah, it. That's right. Niggas walking around in robes meditating yeah. and shit. That's about what I figured would happen there. Yeah. The, uh, the last episode I was, when I was driving the cabin, I was downloaded like a Joe Rogan episode. Cause I got an hour or so to drive and I ended up finishing an episode on the round trip, but it was a guy like some white dude from a punk band that fucking went and moved to India and lived in a fucking, Mm-hmm. A monastery whatever for like 15 or 16 years yeah just fucking being a monk like what yeah. a crazy experience yeah. that, that had to be yeah yeah i mean everything that you would give up you know what right. i mean like i mean i don't even think you jerk off like these no. fucking celibate yeah, people, like nothing like, like a lot of it's you don't talk yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, he wasn't in, he wasn't a vow of silence or anything yeah. for his yeah but it's crazy the cool part i kind of find that and i'll post it maybe but he uh started a band yeah with other monks. So huh. four oh, wow. of the monks started a band while living in whatever crazy place they lived. That's and they crazy. actually went on tour with their robes and their weird little food stove and all hmm. their shit in a van. But they There's were a band, a band of monks. The band was called Team Potatoes, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I don't remember what it was Team called. Potatoes. Team Potatoes? Yeah. It was called To Bet You 50 Bucks You're Wrong. <laughs> that, that joke comes from Jake Williams on our live feed. That oh, was pretty wow. good, yeah. Oh, I've never wow. heard that use of the term. So, um... So the the title um, Dalai Lama comes from the Gelug or Yellow Hat School of Tibetan Buddhism, um, and it means part of it's from uh, Mongolian, and it means either ocean or big, and then part of it is master or guru. So you're like <laughs> the ocean master or the big guru, or I like ocean master. That sounds way cooler. Well, that's kind of like the ocean is a symbolic for life. <laughs> You know, right. right. Um, and they also have their own operating system. Yellow hat Linux mm. is a thing. Oh, that's a yellow hat. I know it's red hat, white hat, yeah. black hat. There's yellow hat. Yeah. What's well, yellow? The, the monks. That's what oh, they, that's their yellow school. hat school. That's of their school yeah. From Tibet. Yeah. They don't talk. They just code. Yeah. 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 So the current Dalai Lama is named Tenzin Gyatso. And uh, he's a the sweet 14th, name. It is a sweet name. He's the 14th uh, Dalai Lama. Um, he his according to the the Dalai Lama's website uh the preferred nomenclature is to refer to him as his holiness hmm. so we could just do that for the whole episode if we wanted to and yet uh, that didn't go to his head amazingly right <laughs> um but he won the new the Nobel Prize in 1989 for reasons that we'll we'll talk about later but um, how old is this guy right now 
71 early 70s yeah um and he's been through some shit like you know but he's still at this point he's big author i have one of his books i was supposed to teach it for a program but then i ended up not doing the program i I never read it but it's like a new york times bestseller um his stuff is supposed to be just like really awesome and like life-changing and wise you would expect from the dalai lama but he he lectures a lot he tours a lot like he he travels and talks to people he like records tons of like video lectures that you can get on dalilama.com and just watch him talk about whatever subject but um so to get into like what happened in his lifetime and what's going on you kind of have to get into a couple of different things uh, one of which is the idea of the premise of the dalai lama and the idea of the reincarnation of the dalai lama right so the um the i'm not i'm never gonna fucking get in a million years pronounce this right but there's a term for what the there's multi there's a ton of llamas okay for the for, for first off the dalai lama is the top llama of tibet but there are other llamas and the llamas are reincarnated a chain of reincarnated beings that each encapsulate a particular aspect of the Buddha. And all, I think mm. the, the high lamas or whatever, it's people that have actually reached enlightenment, like total enlightenment to the point that at the moment of their death, they can make decisions as to skipping various stages after death to, to immediately reincarnate. Cause I right. guess like they have these multiple stages. Like when you die, you go here and this and that, and you see these other Buddhist forms and there's these stages yeah. after death. It's an in-between death and life thing. And then finally on the third stage, whatever you reincarnate, well, the Dalai Lama, like he he's talking about, like, it's crazy in his life. He's saying, I'm not sure I may be the last Dalai Lama. Like, he might choose to not reincarnate or if he does, he may reincarnate as an insect or an animal instead. Mm-hmm. And that this is a conscious choice he makes at the, at the time of death. And so they're having meetings and shit with the and other he, high llamas to talk about what should he best do. And he said, I will not be reincarnated in Tibet China. or China. He's letting that be known. It's like the whole, um, I'm not going to commit suicide type thing because he wants them to know, like, if they make that fucking claim, it's for political gain. China's trying to say that they have this Dalai Lama and they'll program some fucking little Chinese kid for 20 years to say whatever they're going to say. If there is another Dalai Lama, he will be born in India. Right. Basically what he's, he's coming out. Or Nepal. They said in a, in a free state or something. And they said, yeah. Right. Right. So some, a a like-minded society, um, not, not China basically. Right. Yeah. So there the the Dalai Lama is the bodhisattva of compassion, which is the personal incarnation of the aspect of compassion. I'm never going to try to pronounce the actual term for it. It starts with an A and it's very much I'm not going to. It, it looks Russian. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the. Um, this there was a book called the Book of Kadam. Um, which is in a particular school that, that the first Dalai Lama named Gendup Drup, which is not a good name. That's like a bad star Wars villain. That's an, that's for sure an Indian name. Yeah. So Gendup Drup was the first of the Dalai Lamas that encapsulated this, this ultimate enlightenment and then decided to keep reincarnating basically. And they but, said that he was actually never discovered or, or chosen or anything that he was some type of farmer who was just a philosopher and enlightened person. And they right. assume that must've been the first Dalai Lama after the fact they realized like oh like he was, was an enlightened one yeah and they didn't realize it until 100 years after his death 
They were like, oh, the guy that we were saying is the first Dalai Lama. That's the second one. It was actually this guy. Hmm. I also relate how much uh, the last uh, last Airbender, the Avatar cartoon, borrows from this whole culture and thought process, right. and the the chosen like finding him and finding the next one and the reincarnation. They they take from this uh, from Buddhist philosophy a lot. Yeah, it's like a it's like a boring Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> like the there's been fourteen Time Lords and they come back as children and fight the Chinese government. Um, so the a thing called the FOA, P-H-O-W-A, is the the transfer of the mind stream from the dying Dalai Lama to the baby Dalai Lama somewhere out there that will encapsulate this new um And who knows? That's some Battlestar Galactica shit. Like maybe they did figure out how to do that and we've all forgotten. Right. To transcend. He he talks a lot about science himself. Like he studies science and he studies um what what according to like scientific theories of mind and consciousness and quantum physics, like what in science would allow this reincarnation to actually be possible. And right. th- this is one of the things that he um studies quite a bit. And I've got it in my notes, but I can't find it at the moment, but we'll get there when we get there. But there is one quantum physics theory that even would explain the idea of reincarnation or of a mental transfer in a way that kind of creeps me out. But well. that's another thing that like fucking hurts your brain when you start to think about like, is that possible? Right. You know, the whole outer space, how far I mean, is it? Simulation you know? theory, that, that thing. Always yeah. Makes you think. yeah like, you're just you're respawning. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, Call right. of duty. You're just popping back up on a different part of the map. Um, but the, so they, whenever the, the, the Dalai Lama dies, there's a group called the high llamas of Galugpa, um, in Tibet. And their job is to find the reincarnated Dalai Lama. And, um, it usually the search begins two, two years. What's that? I said the search begins, the search begins the search for Spock. Um, they it usually takes two years with Tenzin Gyatso. It took four years before they found him. Um, and it's usually in Tibet. Um, even though sometimes it's Mongolia, um, the, but Tibet is very important to, to all of this. Um, and so the search, like I was waiting for the search methods and the tests to confirm that these people are the Dalai Lama to really blow me away. But I was kind of like, eh, really? That's well, that's- I mean, they did wait four years, not two. So it's not like they're just fucking pencil whipping no, anything. No, no, but it's, I, I was waiting for much creep. I, I wanted to be creeped out and be like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. I mean, but some it- of it is the identifying oh, like yeah. the previously owned uh, objects and shit. Like that's the thing we've talked about where you have two knives and this one killed a million people and this one's just out of the package. But the one thing where I do think they fall short is in the case of in the event of a tie, because I was like, yeah, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's like mysterious. Like look, this person, this is a symbol. They answered this question. They know this secret, and they they know that 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 was his glasses. But yeah, the tiebreaker. I was like, ah, yeah. you couldn't come up with something better than that. Flip right. a coin, and basically, and keep in mind, it's not just this. Doesn't just happen for the Dalai Lama. This happens with other llamas as well. So there are groups of people 
in this belief system that are going around and it's like there are other high llamas that are in a constant state of reincarnation and they still they do tests and find babies that are potentially this so it's not just the dalai lama who's going through these searches and these reincarnations um there was even i can't remember which one but one of the high llamas was um they discovered who he was when he was three and then when he was six he just went missing and everybody assumes it was the Chinese government because he was going to be a very powerful figure in Tibet. So the Chinese hmm. government just disappeared him. Um, but uh, the so there they there's a lake that they that they look for um, in Tibet. Um, I'm trying to find the name of it, but I probably can't pronounce it anyway. Lake um, Titicaca, Lam, Lamo Lotso is the name of this lake and the high oh, lama Chattahoochee there. right off the Chattahoochee. Lake, yep. Right off the Chattahoochee, uh, Lake Chattahoochee. And they go and they look for, um, signs and it's either a vision that they get from like intense meditation or any number of things. So in this case, the, I'm trying to remember what all it was, the embalmed head of the 13th Dalai Lama, um, Creepy. one monk was meditating in front of it. And all of a sudden, for no reason, the head just turned in a different direction. Like follow the bird, go that way. Right. So he was like, so this one monk was like, oh, it must be in that direction. And then another monk was meditating at the lake and said, why is that, it just the embalmed head? Like when that last one died, they sawed his head off and kept oh, it. Yeah, that's correct. Fuck. Oof. <laughs> That's they have a skull and bones uh society yeah, yeah. over there too. <laughs> tens if I was tens and I'd be like, hey bro, don't chop my head off when I die. Like just make a whole it's, statue. It's part of it. Stuff me or something. Yeah. Put prop, me in a, prop me up beside the jukebox. Yeah. Before yeah, fill yeah. my boots up with yeah. sand. Yeah. 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 Put a cold drink in my hand. Yeah. Um stiff drink, I, I think. Yeah. I can't remember what else it was, but there was there was one other sign at the lake that they saw um they meditated and had a vision that pointed in a certain direction and then another monk saw this particular path with roofs that looked a very particular way and like described it but none of these monks had communicated with each other and then when they all got together they were like these are the clues and visions that we assembled and they were like so it's got to be in this direction and then we'll look for this scene that you saw right hmm. I wonder so, how they really feel about it in their core, though. You know, do they feel like I think it's I th some bullshit? No, like, I how think serious that they, are they? I mean, that's it's their religion, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah, what I they fully, like wholly believe. Yeah. And if there are other llamas that are doing it, they are enlightened ones, so they believe. You know what I mean? They might have. And do we they don't know might what they be have. Fucking, they've yeah. been sitting there chanting and fucking putting their brain into some crazy frequency. They might have tuned their fucking radio station yeah. to some shit we don't yeah. know about. Well, and that's the thing. Like this shit's been going on for a very long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Longer than our civilization. Like as far as America, right? And the shit. You know what I mean? And the shit that we know. Um, so yeah, I mean, something's fuck. weird they, back in the day, they, they moved giant fucking stones and shit. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's definitely, there's definitely, and, I, and I've always said this and I've said it on here before that the mind is more powerful than we know. You know what I mean? I think like before the time travel and shit, I just talked about this not that long ago, um, that we'll be able to move shit or, you know what I mean? Like ESP, I believe that shit's possible in some form. I don't know why or how. Um, but I, I've seen stuff like, um, you know, energy and I don't know if it's our mind or what, but in karate, like chi, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like where you have power, 
uh, of a punch, but you never touch the person. Right. Uh, and I've seen it in person and I don't know if it's a mind thing. Um, right. But there's something to it. Where and, did you and, see that? That's some bullshit. And, yeah. And, and some uh, fucking chi punch. No, you saw someone no, like, put Ken, out a yeah, candle. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth Rawson. Uh, he's yeah, a ninth Dan now. Bunch of videos. Though. Yeah. He, he demonstrated it and he did a punch, uh, punch to the stomach of one of the other senseis and didn't hit, didn't him, touch him, blew him back on the floor and everybody in the room got punched in the stomach. I think that's some fucking, that's a, you mental, know, the religious, but the thing, thing is, yeah. the, no, I know, but I was on, I was like in high school. You don't believe that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all I know is that I got punched in the stomach watching it right. and everybody else did too. Right. So there's no faking that whether it's in your brain or not, you still felt it. Right. The shit uh, it, it was a legitimate right. uh, hit. So, uh, and like I said, I don't know. That's weird. It's fucking I think unexplainable. Shit, yeah. There's no hypnotism involved though. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like fucking, Hey, I'm going to show you this shit. And then all of a sudden, ah, lost it. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, it happens. It, it's just like, you know, trying to explain, you saw a UFO to somebody or trying to explain something that is I guarantee Conor McGregor walks up to fucking ninth day and fucking dude. And he could use all his cheese shield in the world. He's getting his ass kicked there. That's not about defense. It's about using your inner power, like well, I guarantee Conor McGregor like, stand in front of Sensei fucking Kenny and fucking uh, maybe now his that he's eighty years. Power. Uh, yeah, but in his prime, the thing is I though, you're taking it. Oh, that's not the issue. The issue is, yeah, can he it's not about if he could beat up Conor McGregor, and in his prime, his, he probably would. Can he stop his because an inch in front of Conor McGregor and have Conor McGregor go, "Oh fuck, I just felt myself." I get, felt it. Yeah. Oh, so it's not about defeating somebody with it. No, I mean defeat. I'm saying like, yeah, it's not gonna. I just don't believe it. I just think. Well, no, I understand that, but I'm. I'm telling you, like, yeah. as a person sitting here, like, that's something that happened to me. Right. Whether it's real or not. I mean, I've also done fucking, you know, blunt lace with angel dust, and I saw a fucking projector <laughs> beam shoot out of my eyes. Right. And I woke up in the morning questioning whether that was real or not. Right. But there were no drugs involved in that. It happened. And so, and that's part of a Buddhist culture, you know, um, you know from, you know, the Japanese and everything else that go into that. So, um, it, it, it's... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I, it's something I've experienced in my life. Um, I've also experienced people at church getting fucking, you know, yeah, that, thumped in the I, forehead I and passing that, out. Yeah. But right. you can get high. People get high at church, right? like off of en endorphins that, that, that that's going on and, and all the shit that's happening. You get yourself so fucking hyped up. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I honestly believe that there's something that we have something else that, that it's just like willpower. You know mm. what I mean? Willpower. I say, I'm going to get this shit. And then sooner or later you fucking have it. You know what I mean? It's you say, you're door. not going to get it. I'm never going to do that. Um, everything's always sad and bad for me. Then that's, that's how you think that's what's happening, you know? So that's on a small scale, something that could be larger that we could have in our, in our power that we just don't understand, you know? And maybe these guys do. And, sure. and again, they fully believe it. They fully oh, yeah. believe. I think they're all in. Yeah. What, I mean, just like the Indians, they believe they're seeing visions, you know what I mean? Right. And, and they, they do. And some of the stuff's turned out, you know, where they had a vision that this was this and fucking it was, you know? Right. So I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think there's something to it. Yeah, maybe it's some mini worlds theory shit where like the other dude in this in the other universe got did get punched in the stomach, and you know what I, I mean? don't and know. Somehow yeah. those particles I, yeah. are linked. You know the the yeah. entanglement thing, and like he still gets fucking punched somehow. Maybe. Well, I mean, you could equate it to like your your mind seeing that can perform that on yourself. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can make yourself feel things. You know, so I don't know if it's just a link that's there or what it is, but f whatever it was, it's only happened to me that one time. And it's never happened again, 
Right. But I remember it. Right. You know what I mean? I remember how it felt. I remember standing there. I remember it, it happening. So, you know, and it's not something I made up. It fucking happened, you know? Uh, now, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't really matter because, I mean, it doesn't do anything, but that's something that I've experienced. And like I said, for, for you know, these guys to think that, oh, you know, the head turned, maybe it didn't really turn, but in their mind, mm. they saw it, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's a, right. it's a strange thing. Right. So the, the process is they have visions in general. They'll, once they uh, figure out who they think the candidate is, if it's one candidate, then they bring them back to the, to the top monastery and they give them tests to legitimize that this is him. Um, and if it's official, and this is the whole Tibet thing, the, if, if you confirm the tests and you pass all the, the, the challenges or whatever, um, and you get the Ashanti dagger and the whole thing, then the central government through the minister of Tibet declares you the Dalai Lama and you're not just the spiritual leader of Tibet. You're the leader of Tibet. Like so politically, it's, it's a pretty high stakes <laughs> scenario, right? Well, and uh, you're, you're talking about like they took, they took four years to find the guy that's there right now right. who is actually very smart. And you know what I mean? Like yeah, very wise, very, which, which again yeah. could be pure upbringing. Yeah. Like you're raised by Very the true. best teachers to be wise, to study all like it's going to rub off, but who, you know, who knows? So, so meanwhile, this guy, Tenzin Gatsu is born, uh, July 6th, 1935. Um, his name is a shortening of his name, which is Jetson Jamphil Nguang Lobsang Yeshi Tenzin Gyatso. That's my favorite donut. Sounds good. So just, yeah. I just don't order it because I'm like not, not real confident about the enunciation. Like I just yeah, yeah, nam, yeah. nam wing. And then the Can I get some nam wing? laughing at you, you know. Right. Um I, I'm like, give me the fucking jam filled Dalai Lama. Just you know what's up. I want the Tenzin. Yeah. He's like, say it. I'm just like, just give me the fucking Tenzin. He's like, say it. I'm like, fucking Ricky Ticky Timbo no Sharimbo. <laughs> so Tenzin Gatso. Yeah. Born to um horse farmers in a small town in Taktsur, uh, Tibet. Um, one of seven siblings to survive childhood. And this oh, is shit. the part that, that is either, again, this either makes me more skeptical or less skeptical, depending on what mood I'm in. Multiple of his siblings were being trained because they were already identified as other lesser llamas. Because it runs in the family. So again, part of me is like, does that mean that this whole family is susceptible to this religious idea so much that their children behave in a certain way that makes people think, oh, these guys are the llamas? Or does it, is this family happen to be wise and kind and in the perfect environment? And the llamas are just like, nope, that's the perfect family for us to, to gravitate towards. It's because if you, if you look them in the eye, they'll spit at you. That's how, you know, if they're I mean, you come from humble yeah. beginnings, you know what I mean? So, so I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a llama for, to complete my farm Four hens and a llama. I'm going to name it. I have a mini llama. You, 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 you want alpacas. That's mm-hmm. slightly different than a llama, mm-hmm. but it's close. Well, you, yeah, that package is smaller. If you get a llama, you have to name him Jetson Jamfell Nguang Lobson Yeshi Tenzin Gatsu. 
Call him JJ. Mm. No, no, no. You call him that. <laughs> That'd be yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, boy. Dinner time. Tietzen, Jetson, 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 Lots and Lots and Jamfil. Jamfil. <laughs> so all I heard was the Jetsons Jamfil. Jetson Jamfil. Yeah. 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 So the so the thirteenth Dalai Lama dies, and a guy named Sir Basil Gould, who was the British delegate to Lhasa, which is the capital of Tibet, um, in nineteen thirty six, watched the hunt for the new Dalai Lama go down. And he, he talks a lot about it. And he was one of the, he was sort of the, the Westerner in the region who, who, cause they really don't talk about what the process is, but he sort of said, these are the things that happened. Cause I was there watching it and he was very close to the 13th Dalai Lama. He was one of his advisors and a close friend of his and so forth. But so he, he said, Netflix, he has a Netflix series called looking for Lama. It's a 13 yeah. part series. Yeah. yeah. They, um, he said that, so the, the embalmed head of the 13th Dalai Lama was facing Southeast and all of a sudden turned to face Northeast. And one monk saw that. He just um, didn't prop it up good enough. They also didn't cut his neck level when they got it. It, kind yeah, of yeah, leans, yeah. it leans to the left a little. Mm-hmm. Gangster lean, yeah. yeah. Um, That's because it uh, only has one sock on. <laughs> the regent, whoever the fuck that is, was one of the, is one of the sacred people and they're at the sacred lake watching for signs and saw a bunch of signs and said that the signs somehow pointed to a region called Amdo. Um, the, another person had a vision of a large monastery with a gilded roof with turquoise tiles, a twisting path from it that led to a hill to the east opposite, which stood a small house with distinctive eaves um, that this person saw in a vision. So a person named Kutsang Rinpoche um, went to the Panchen Lama in that area. And the Panchen Lama, since the Dalai Lama died, which again, the Panchen Lama was another fully supposedly reincarnated, raised from two years old to be a Lama person. Um said that they, um, as soon as the 13th uh, Dalai Lama dies, they immediately start looking for children that as they get older are um, what they just kept referring to in all the articles as unusual children. Hmm. So they must be looking for children who are wiser than they should be or who are smarter than they should be or, you know. I have to imagine as the Dalai Lama gets older, people start ingraining that into their children to be like, okay. Like you have to be super fucking mindful, compassionate, humble. Like, you know, they start trying to look for these qualities. Like, so they want their kids. I don't know. The one's be, a two-year-old. You know what well, I mean? This, this the is another thing, though. Do know? they incarnate a body that's already been born or does it have to be a baby that's born after the death, right? I mean, the it, baby has to already be born. And then the mind, the mind stream goes into the new baby. To the surrogate baby. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Which I don't know what happens to the soul of the original baby. Like beat it. Oh, it gets kicked out yeah. of its home. It's a bum soul. Yeah, it goes back. <laughs> it's like it asking everybody to, for money. Goes back to step three and has to pick a new body, I guess. Yeah. Um it's so, like shit on your it's like the game shit on your neighbor with the presence. Like your body got stole, so you get to pick another body. But that body can only get stole twice. Right. What are you talking so. about shit on your neighbors with presence. What is this? You never you never play that game? Are you making shit up? No. Shit on your neighbor with presents? Yeah, it's a Christmas game. You never play that. I've never family. heard of, have you heard of that, Dave? No. I'm just going on. It's the white elephant gift game. Are you making this Maybe. up? No. It's like white elephant. Everybody brings a gift. It's called white elephant. You can play it with your friends. Yeah, it's called shit on your neighbor. Oh, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's because you steal their gifts. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, white yeah. elephant. No, I've done that. Yeah, it's called shit on your neighbor. Um, that's the that's the real name of it. Oh, okay. I've never I'd heard that. Yeah. Shit on your neighbor. That's kind of yeah. cool. 
That's because so, white elephants racist. They go to this. There's there's three children that the Ponchin Lama thought was it. Two of them they decided wasn't, and then the third was what they called a quote fearless child, and they thought that that might be it. And then went. So this person didn't know any of the signs of where the child is supposed to be. Any details? They didn't know the fucking head turned in a bucket. None of that. These other monks show up and they're and they say, "Did you? What children did you find?" And they're like, "We found this one." And they go to the house, and then supposedly the house was just as described in that vision. There was a monastery, oh. turquoise roof, winding pale, you know, winding trail heading to the east, and then a house with these particular eaves. And that's the house that this that Kang Sing Bing Wang Wing Wang and Ching Chong. Fucking racist. Bing Bang Walla Walla Ping Ping. Uh, um, that that house did have uh uh it had eaves with a particular set of eaves. Yeah, is that what it was? Or it was yeah. a house with a particular set of eaves. Particular set of eaves. Uh, um, Dave, Dave, if Sean Connery's looking for llamas, he he is the one looking for the Dalai Lama. What's his quotable line from the movie? How many llamas do you know? <laughs> You're welcome, people. You're welcome. That needed to happen. So. <laughs> The team shows up um, at this house and they don't even like, so they show up and they act like they're religious pilgrims who just need a place to crash. And they're like, do you mind if we stay in one of your horse barns? Um, We just want to rest for a day or two and then keep going. And the family's like, sure, come on in, stay in our horse barn. So they go in, meet, meet our, I have a horse barn. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, um, there's uh one of the the um the leader of this group uh named Sarah Lama or or a Sarah Lama rather not named that another type of Lama um acted like they were a servant from one of the other people who were on the religious thing and was in the kitchen preparing food for her quote unquote master and sat down with um th- who became the 14th Dalai Lama and um they at age two at age, age two at this point age four. Oh, is it yep so the monk said if you know who i am or held up an object what did they hold up um an old mala i don't know what that is and we've all got those laying around they're usually yeah. if you look in your junk drawer you've got at least yeah. three malas you've got yeah, three old sure. malas hanging out but yeah. she breaks out the old mala that was the 13th dalai lama's mala what the fuck is a mala? I have to stop and look that up. Spell it. M-A-L-A. It's mala. Mala. It might be a, a, a masturbatory aid. <laughs> I think it's a, oh, a lubricant. What? Set, a set of prayer beads. Oh, sure. So holds up a set of prayer beads and the Japa mala beads, especially beautiful. And the monk says, um, if you know who I am, you can have it. And the child said Sarah Lama in a Lhasa accent in like in a, in a language that he was supposedly in a language that he was never taught because they spoke, I think Mongolian and this was in Tibetan and they've never learned Tibetan. And the mom was right there. And supposedly the boy said, um, you're a, you're a Sarah Lama in not just the right dialect, but the proper accent from where the 13th Dalai Lama was from. Um, And then they didn't say anything. They just let him have the beads and left. And then they came back sometime later and said, surprise, you know, we're really 
We're taking your baby. Taking they your have baby. A, a publisher's clearinghouse Dalai Lama check. Yeah, a giant yeah. check. Yeah. You know. The dingo ate your baby. Yeah. We don't know where it went. One million mala beads. Yeah, one million makbas. And yeah. um, so, but they came back and they showed him a bunch of pairs of objects. Um, one of which belonged to the 13th Dalai Lama and one of which was just a, so two pairs of glasses, two pairs of, I don't know, two more models. Two pairs of pairs. Yeah. And he apparently identified every single one of them as the ones that were, that were the Dalai Lamas. How did they know? They put a little notch on it. Huh? I'm sure they knew. They, it they knew it different. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. It might not. He's like, he, he would never have worn yeah. those or he, he wouldn't wear welding glasses or yeah. <laughs> seeing glasses. Yeah. So he passes the test. And then the one thing that we uh, didn't, so it was a good thing that the other two were ruled out by the other Lama, because if there's a tie, if they, ha- if they oh. think there's more than one child that might be the, the Dalai Lama, they gather a bunch of people together and they Rochambeau they, competition. That would be more sensible. They basically <laughs> put all their names in a bucket and then draw one. Oh, wow. That's the part I was like, that's some bullshit. Like, let them fight to the well, death. Or well, let them- that's, I mean, I can see how that works because they're leaving it up to the faith to, to determine. To the random pick. Yeah, but I would yeah. have fucking mala off or something, a mala off cocktail. How many mala beads can you fit in your ass, baby? Yeah. There's actually, yeah, on, the, on the live feed, there's a, there's a debate going right now how many mala beads Dave could fit in his ass. <laughs> Currently, How an- big are they? I don't know. Antoinette her, said her, her 108 and she knew what they were. Yeah. yeah. Well, what? she can fit 114 in her ass. Yeah, so. that's how she knows. Yeah. It's a good comparison. So he basically is determined they know that this guy is the the reincarnation of the the fort the fourteenth uh, doctor, basically. And but so this is where weird Chinese political shit starts to go down that gets into Tibet and all this stuff. So there's a guy who's a a warlord named uh Mabu Fong. And he runs this area of China for the Chinese government, sort of like he's the warlord that over that runs this area. And at the time, the Chinese government was a little bit weaker and sort of stretched thin. So they let this guy keep being the warlord. But if they told him to do something, he had to do it. But otherwise, you can rule this area and do whatever you want to do. So they came up and said, we need to take this child. He's the. um He's the Dalai Lama. And this guy basically said, uh, okay, yeah, you can have him. Um, but but the, the worry was even at this time, they thought if we announce that he's the Dalai Lama in advance, the Chinese government is going to come with an army and escort him to Lhasa and use it as a pretense to take over Tibet. So they don't want that to happen. So they tell this warlord, hey, this guy's the Dalai Lama. We need to get him back to Lhasa without China knowing about it because they're going to try to take over Tibet. And the warlord is like, well, that's cool. Give me $100,000. Yeah, yeah. It's just because of the super overpopulation. They're so worried about shit like Hong Kong and Tibet. Like they don't have they Do they need resources from that area? Is it, yeah, you know they, what I mean? Like. That's what it is. It has hundreds of billions of dollars in copper, silver, and gold. It has uh, rare diamonds, probably. It has uranium. 
um very mm. very mineral rich and it's fucking huge it's huge dude i thought tibet was some little small bullshit valley in the himalayas like no, it's, it's big if you look at the landmass of tibet it's the 10th largest nation in the world like it's massive when you see a map of china and you isolate tibet it's not an insignificant part of china like it's okay. a massive piece of land so yeah china mm. fucking wants this thing i'm gonna look um, that map up and you can't control Tibet peacefully without controlling the Dalai Lama. So they obviously want to be the ones who take the Dalai Lama back to Lhasa, raise the Dalai Lama themselves. Their army is already there, quote unquote, working for the Dalai Lama. So if they could have done that, it would have been a super smooth transition to take over Tibet without any bloodshed. But it doesn't work. So that is a huge, huge area. Yeah, oh, dude, it's massive. It's like a third of China or some shit. Um, a qu- I'd say a quarter of China. Um, so they come back and they say we can do that, and he says, "Okay, well, but I I need another three hundred and thirty thousand dollars because each Fuck. of my each of the three government officials need to get a hundred thousand dollars. The commander in chief um, and a particular monastery need money." We need an escort for the army to take him to Lhasa. And um, he wanted an extra 10 grand kicked into his cut. So it took two years for them to negotiate with this guy, not telling the Chinese government anything. Um, And then they finally ended up um, uh, getting a chunk of the money and uh, getting it to him. And he said, okay, you can do it. And then meanwhile, he... The Dalai Lama and two of his brothers were at a monastery for these two years studying because the other two were already monks recognized as incarnate lamas. So it runs in the family, hmm. right? They have high metachlorian counts. I was just going to say that shit. <laughs> this family. Um, this seems kind of like weird, though, that they've already picked other lamas from this family and then they had to like do this whole like search for the llama thing and go back to this family they were already at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's some. It's a Bush family of of fucking Tibet. Yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah they're the Kennedys of Tibet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. So he ends up finally getting um, in 1939. Um, he's officially named. Once he's in Lhasa, he's named the the 14th Dalai Lama. Um, the central government in Tibet uh, names him as that. So now he's the, even though he's too young to make any decisions, he's going to be the political leader of Tibet. He's the spiritual leader of Tibet, etc. Um, he goes through a did lot you know of, the, did you know the Lhasa Apso, the fucking dog? When you said Lhasa, I was like, Lhasa Apso, that's a dog. That's actually a Tibetan breed of dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Did, yeah, from that, Lhasa, that's what, yeah, yeah. From Lhasa. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so one of the, you know, side note, uh, at one point when he's the Dalai Lama and he's 11, he meets um, an Austrian climber named Heinrich Harrer, and uh, he lets him become his translator to uh, Western news uh, news outlets and to become the, the court uh, photographer. Um, and basically, the Lama just does this because he likes him and he's a friend of his and he wants to keep him close. Um, and this is what the movie seven years in Tibet was based on and the book, I believe. So this guy who was just a a hiker in Tibet, um, met the Dalai Lama and the Dalai Lama took a liking to him and hired him. And he was one of his tutors for seven years. Um, but so in the middle of all this, the, um, 
trouble in Tibet starts and China basically at one point um, says that uh, that same warlord um, several years after uh, this guy's already the 14th doctor, that same warlord Ma Bufong is ordered to invade Tibet in 1942. So his army start to encroach on Tibet and attack monasteries. And can it be a time Lord if we're going with the doctor who theme? What's instead that? of a warlord can it be a time lord instead of a warlord um, if we're going with the doctor who theme i think he would in that realm i don't think he'd be a time lord though he's just doesn't work no yeah. um I mean. so in 1950 the people's republic of china sends in an army and basically says we're it's weird it's like you're now part of China, but you're still Tibet, but you're not Tibet, but you're not part of China. Like we're just here. So do what we say kind of a thing. And the Dalai Lama is there, but so are we. And there was this weird kind of stalemate uh, in the country for several years. And then in 1959, there was an uprising where Tibetans tried to kick the Chinese out of the country and it did not go well. Um, they're just brutally crushed by the Chinese army. And at this point, the Chinese are like, okay, fuck you, fuck your couch, fuck your mom, fuck your llama. Like we now we're just taking Tibet full on. And the Dalai Lama was basically going to be killed. So they had to smuggle him out of uh, Tibet in order for him to stay alive. Yeah. I watched the documentary that I guess they invited the Dalai Lama to some kind of like show or some kind of event of some sort. And mm-hmm. then he accepted still. Cause he's like that. He's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go like, and they were like, but you can't bring any guards. You can't bring any people. You have to come alone. And he was just like, Oh, something's up. Like this is not good. Right. So right. he dressed in some like normal, like some kind of guard uniform or something. And they creep through the crowd and, and, and headed towards the, the border of India. Right. And like, just like 24 hours after that, they fucking Chinese storm in and fucking wrecked and blew everything up. But I guess uh, there was some sort of Tibetan resistance that basically had secured a trail um, resisting against uh, the Chinese that led almost all the way to the border. But fuck, that journey was rough, man. It was like fucking waist deep fucking snow with mules and shit. Like it was Since you haven't brought it up, I'm assuming you didn't run into it. If there was a group of people anywhere on earth who would be interested in destabilizing the Chinese government and getting the Dalai Lama out in order to stay a uh, thorn in the side of the Chinese government and help support a uh, rebellion and keep China from gaining power. Who would have that been? CIA. Yes. So the CIA is directly oh, the ones who got the Dalai Lama out of Tibet before China could kill him. And I wonder if the prime minister of India was on board or if that was some kind of political backhand deal with, you know, like, hey, because they had to have a a hundred thousand refugees made it across the border into India. Like, that's no fucking joke. The thing is, years before the Dalai Lama talked (laughs) to the prime minister and um, the prime minister said that you have no idea how big of an ask that is because China doesn't want anyone to deal with you. Like to the fact that when. Even to this day, like if he goes to a country to speak, the Chinese government like cuts off talks with that country, threatens to to get out of trade deals like they do everything they can to keep the Dalai Lama from spreading his message, from doing whatever. So the at first, the because he asked years before, can I move here? 
And the prime minister of India was like, you cannot. But then once this happened, China must have crossed mm-hmm. a line and India was okay with it. And then, yeah, like, like 80,000 Tibetans end up also fleeing this, you know, during this living in a forest, like in what resources are needed yeah. to feed those people. And, you know, are they going to be employed and what are they doing? Is that just a fucking super tax on the, on, again, the for, on India, India 80,000 people is a fucking drop in the bucket. True. Yeah. Um, I, I saw an interview with the Dalai Lama and they were asking, like he had recently, uh, visited the United Kingdom and the British prime minister refused to talk or refused to meet with him. And you're like, what the fuck? But he was like, I get it. It's political. He's like, he's, he, they, they can't, it's not their choosing. Mm-hmm. It's not their choice freely. It's because China will refuse to fucking import or export shit. If they talk to him, I was like, God damn, dude, that's fucking crazy. Cause they're like, yeah, we're not going to sell you all this shit and we won't buy your shit. If you talk to him. Yeah. George HW was the first president to publicly speak to the Dalai Lama. Um, he didn't give a shit. He had, he had spoken to other presidents in the past, but it was always on the down low. But HW was the first one. HW, W and, uh, Obama all officially yeah, I was say, Obama did too. Yeah. I remember that invited him to the white house. Like he got like a congressional medal of freedom or whatever the equivalent of that, that you can give to non-Americans. Um, but so yeah, the CIA's special activities division um, dressed the Dalai Lama as a soldier, gave him a rifle, surrounded him with soldiers with rifles um, and marched him, you know, through, through the fucking Himalayas. To get yeah, I, was t- I saw like footage Those are little of mountains, Those are like foothills. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no, hey guys, I'm tired. My feet hurt. At this point, <laughs> supposedly, this is the first time, like, the Dalai Lama is like, wait, now you're the fucking CIA. What's going on? And they're like, yeah, 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 we're the CIA. We've been here for 20 years. We're the one who backed this revolution right now. <laughs> like, you know, all this shit that's like going against China. That's been us. Like, we, you know, this is what we do. Um, so it was two two decades long anti-Chinese covert operation focused on Tibet, which consisted of, quote, political action, propaganda, paramilitary and intelligence operations um surrounding the the Dalai Lama supposedly they had a bunch of people from the Dalai Lama's like closest group like in on their shit um, he didn't even know his best friend Tanzan Pundrunk Lhasa Apso was like one of the CIA agents Tanzan Pundrunk Lhasa Apso this whole time Tanzan Pundrunk Lhasa Apso Tamsin Ted that's what they call him yeah call him TT Teats, teats for short. So he, um, (laughs) (laughs) not you, Tiki Punch, (laughs) you too. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, (laughs) you too. Yeah, Tiki Punch Kung Pao. Everyone, you and Dodo Feng Shui tell me it's not Dodo (laughs) Feng Shui. (laughs) Gotta let Dave recover. <laughs> yeah, Dwak Pop and Lock. <laughs> Dwak Pop and Lock. Listening to the Axel Foley theme on a yeah. boombox on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, so, uh, his sex pistol shirt should have thrown yeah. us off. You pop and lock. So, yeah, the the CIA had 
apparently 2000 men in the country um, and they were actively trying to keep China from taking over Tibet, um, not to help the Dalai Lama, not to fucking help Tibet, but to undermine Chinese communism. Um, and then President Nixon visited China in 1972 and sort of reframed our relationship with China. And that was when the CIA uh, pulled the plug on it. But it wasn't just the CIA. The Department of State and the Department of Defense were also in on it with the CIA. So and apparently when they were smuggling him out and the Dalai Lama was confused as to how they were pulling this off, they were like, oh, we're we're CIA. Um in his autobiography called Freedom in Exile, the Dalai Lama um, hates on him and says that it was, quote, not because they cared about the Tibetan independence, but as part of their worldwide efforts to destabilize all communist governments. Um, and he said that it was super di uh, disappointing because he thought it was going to lead to genuine American support of the Tibetan cause. Um, and it didn't because as soon as the political tides shifted, the CIA moved out of the country. So keep in mind that in Tibet, um, starting in the 1950s, if you hang up the Tibetan flag, you'll be taken out and shot. Um, it's against the law to have a picture or any icons of the Dalai Lama or any of the high lamas. Um, all Western journalists are banned from the country and can't get there. So even right now, if you go to like freetibet.org, any, any, uh, evidence that they have, that's like videos or photos, it's all taken by Tibetans on like a stealthy cell phone. Cause no reporters can get in there. Um, every time there's an uprising or even just a protest, they just, the army just shows up and shoots people and arrests them and deports them and you never see them again. So Tibet is definitely not free. Like they're, you know, even right. though they're still from the stuff I read, they're still like, no, you're Tibet. You have a Tibetan leader, like, et cetera, but they're not, they're just part of China, but they've never officially conquered Tibet because then they'd have to fuck with the UN and everybody would, but they just basically, you know, we're helping Tibet out by keeping soldiers there and everybody just turns a blind eye. And then the Dalai Lama from that point on his primary mission has been to get China to back out of Tibet, to get human rights back into Tibet. This is why he won the Nobel prize in 1989 because of all the work he's done trying to free Tibet, trying to fight for human rights around the world, not just Tibet. Um, but this is all part of the, the problem. Right? I mean, like regardless of how they found this guy or if reincarnation is real or not, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what they, what he's done, you know, especially, you know, the, the newest one, you know, he's done, a, I mean, he hasn't hurt the world, no. you know, he's right. done a, he's done a good job at, you know, whatever he's trying to accomplish, you know, so we're going to find out he's behind carnations in some breakfast. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Right. Is it malted? Is it malted reincarnation, <laughs> malted reincarnation or just regular it's breakfast? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they raise money. You know what I mean? Right, it's gonna work. They're monks. So modern day, like at this point, the Dalai Lama's main gig is public talks um, for both both Buddhist audiences and non-Buddhist audiences. Um, he he's written tons of books that are that are like i said super influential wise like peace invoking books and um like i said you can find most of his talks and stuff online um at at his own website in 2008 he gave lectures at the university of michigan rutgers university and colgate university um and then he talked at lay university in pennsylvania um 
Yeah. Damn, I wonder how far ahead if you can find like the Dalai Lama tour, like tour know. dates. That'd know. be cool to be an audience with, you know, to at least yeah, that's a bucket list thing. Yeah, I especially want a t-shirt um, from the concert. But the, <laughs> uh, the, and he got like multiple, like, you know, fake doctorates, which I'm sure. It's Dalai Lama Palooza. Yeah. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. <laughs> I like it, yeah. <laughs> um, so the... I'm trying to find it. My notes got all scrambled. Salvador uh, Dalai Lama. That'd be a cool painting. <laughs> the Chinese hackers have been confirmed to have uh, fucked with his shit. Um, they, uh, a group. Uh, I'm trying to find where it is. They hacked his website and put Yoda's head on him. Basically, no, there's a group I mean, called the Monk Center for International Studies at the University of Toronto, and the office of the Dalai Lama asked them to look for malicious software in all of their offices in India, and it led to them uncovering what they call the ghost net, which is a large-scale mm. cyber-spying operation which infiltrated 1,295 computers in 103 countries, including embassies, foreign ministries, and government offices that all deal with the Dalai Lama everywhere from India to Brussels to London to New York. Um, and the whole point was to spy on the Dalai Lama, know what he's doing, who's he talking to, know his his uh, moves. There was a second cyber spy network that they called the Shadow Network, which was discovered by the same researchers. And it had, in 2010, they had stolen a year's worth of the Dalai Lama's personal email and classified government material from- To, what, to what means, though? Like, for, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to find some shady shit where he was sexting somebody? Like, Maybe. it's the Chinese <laughs> government. Can they not just assassinate him or poison him? I feel like he's not, has he had any attempts on his life? Well, but you can't, that's the problem. He, he you can't kill him because he'll come back. Exactly. And he's, already, <laughs> yeah. and he's not coming back in China. So you right. want to find a way to control this fucker because you can't kill him, you know? Hmm. They're going to get the, the sex tapes. Yeah, they need so to China, I mean, China's obviously believing that, you know, what he's doing is real then. Well, maybe the idea of know? it, though. They know they may, it would make a martyr of him and then he would I come guess back somebody stronger else would as some yeah. new kid. Yeah. yeah, that they couldn't control. Right. So... He's like a little buff, buff llama mm -hmm. yeah. running around, taking so, out Chinese people. One of the things that he does is he's a, like I said, he's a huge believer in science and um, he attends conferences on consciousness. Uh, 2014, he had 28 dialogues between different panels of world-renowned scientists um, in various countries covering the nature of consciousness, cosmology, quantum mechanics, neuroplasticity of the brain. Um Everywhere from MIT to Johns Hopkins to the Mayo Clinic and the Zurich University, like he's not a lightweight in this shit. He studies science hardcore and and talks to the leaders in the field because he's trying to reconcile Buddhist beliefs and reincarnation with this idea, right? And one of the things, and we talked about this briefly on some other episode, and I do not remember what episode, but um there's a, a theory called the orchestrated objective reduction, which, or they call it the orc OR. And it's a theory of mind, right? The idea is we've got this brain in our head, but that's not the mind, right? Right. So the question is what makes the mind, what makes consciousness? No one fucking knows. No one can decide on it. Everyone assumes it's electricity firing through neurons and a neural net, et cetera. But the mm -hmm. orc OR theory says that it's not 
electricity traveling between neurons, but that it's at the quantum level inside of the neurons. And the there's a quantum process called objective reduction in cellular structures called microtubules. So the idea is that the electricity is part of the mind, but the most important part is like this bizarre quantum level flowing of information from basically what a quantum computer does. It's qubits of information bouncing around in your brain that are sort of independent of the neural network. And one of the weird ideas of the ORC OR theory, if you really push it, is that this means that your mind exists, could exist in a completely different substrate. It's not unique to your brain. So these quantum states could exist in a fucking rock or in a shoe or in a stake. And if it so happened that when you died, this quantum, these quantum bits of energy could move to a different brain, then your mind would survive your death. Right. I think you'd have to have some sort of carrier, though, like that would take your mind and put it somewhere like well, there's no like, empty space between me and you you know what i mean other I, than well air. i know so like, i know but i'm just yeah, saying like, like how, how, how do how do you do that how do you transfer it you know what i mean like how do you pick it's just something we you know? don't understand no yet. i understand yeah. that i'm just saying like that's yeah you know what that's I what mean? i'm thinking about like metaphysically like it's really cool to think that he's trying to scientifically examine reincarnation or like or the consciousness because if we like look back in the day we're like what the fuck plants grow like we had no idea we can make corn and eat mm. it but then they realize like oh well it's photosynthesis like this is what's happening with chlorophyll and and atp mm. and all this energy oh, like, like this yeah, yeah more like borophyll more like borigan but it's just something we don't know yet. You know what I mean? At some point, I think what's going to happen is we're going to make a computer that's yeah. going to have some kind of consciousness, like sentient fucking AI. Well, we talked to, uh, what was his name? We'll uh, realize that there doesn't have to be tubulars in quantum physics necessarily. Yeah. It's just, it is like, I think something has to fire it. It's like an engine. You know what I mean? The engine in, in a it's car, just an operating a, a system that we don't understand yeah. yet. You know what I mean? That's what it is. I mean, there's no fucking quantum shit going on with a the computer. There has to be a motor. I, I believe there has to be a motor. That's why it's no, transferring into there a body. Has to be a motor, but yeah. is there a way to just upload it to the cloud for a couple seconds until it drifts yeah. into another motor? Yeah, I don't know. That's the that would be that moment of reincarnation that only this handful yeah. of enlightened llamas that meditate for a living can pull off. You know, yeah. So that's well. What, who would who would have thought that there was going to be wireless charging? Right. You know what I mean? Like right. passing energy through yeah. air. You know, besides Tesla, he was you know he already knew wireless energy existed. You know, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like, you, you know, look back, look 15 years ago, 20 years ago when you were, you know, in high school or college or, or even further, whenever that was, Dave. Um, but you're, you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Would you have imagined that computers were where they are today and phones, you know, that we have, everybody has a computer in their pocket. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't even think about those things. So, yeah, I don't know. So I, I think it's interesting that that's one of it, like. He actively and honestly pursues that, trying to to rectify science along with his beliefs. And again, he's said on a couple of different conversations, he might decide not to reincarnate and there will be no more Dalai Lamas because Tibet is gone and there's no reason to come back and take and rule hmm. Tibet as a wise and kind land because it doesn't exist. And he's also said 
if I do come back, it will not be in Tibet or China. Um, and he's, he's acknowledged the fact well, that there's probably a chance that when the 15th Dalai Lama arrives, there will be two of them because there will be the real oh. one that's not born in China. And there will be the one that China says is the one from Tibet. Mm. And they'll try to use their propaganda and their control of information to convince the Tibetan people that we have the 15th Dalai Lama. But then if this chain of reincarnation is true, the Dalai Lama is saying that will not be me. That will be a fake. Hmm. They're going to biohack some clone. They've got cells from him and they're going to make it look just like him. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like he's got magnets in his fingertips. He can make soda cans dance. They go to Disneyland and steal Yoda. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the, the animatronic Wait, version. Is, is Yoda at Disneyland? Yeah. Is that where he's at? Yeah, I think so. When he faded away in his little hut, that's yeah. where he reappeared, was in Disneyland. Yeah. Right. He's in, he's in Maybe Disney World. Pirates of the Caribbean with a patch on his I shit. mean, they do have a Disneyland in China, so. That's true. Do they? Yeah. There's Disneyland in China, yeah? Yeah, fuck yeah. How weird is it? I mean, I, if I you're at Disney, like, that's where you want one at. Yeah, Fucking for sure. India doesn't have any money. Put it in China. Right. right. So that's the Dalai Lama. Um, I'm sure we could do an entire fucking episode just on Tibet and all the fucked up shit that China has done to Tibet, et cetera. But to get to the heart of this guy, the 14th Dalai Lama, you have to talk about Tibet. You have to talk about. And there's, you know, I spent a little bit of time today fucking around on the free Tibet website. There's a couple of videos they have about about fucked up shit that's gone down and it's pretty brutal. I didn't know how bad things were in Tibet and I didn't know how massive Tibet was um and how hard they were being locked down and screwed over by the chinese but it's i'm still locked on china disney like i want to know what the rides are like <laughs> the fucking you know how like we have peter pan and shit like what they have the terracotta warriors of the caribbean like what kind of weird <laughs> fucking rides are over there what know. are they named after like local folklore well, i mean i would imagine it's the same exact shit because you're branding you still want them yeah. to buy your snow white you still want them to buy your yeah fucking lion king like you're it's gonna oh, be maybe but aren't they kind of Shanghai, against the, like the western Resort. culture influence nah, thing they don't really. want you like idolizing like american movies and american well, they, they make you modify shit like a lot like you see that all the time in the news like a you know mm -hmm. avengers endgame in china had to change this scene and like directors are regularly having to modify scenes and sometimes even sort of film a secondary version of the movie or China won't approve it and you don't want to lose the Chinese market. So a lot of times there's like a, an alternate version that exists in China. Um, cause you know, you're going to lose a billion dollars by not well, the movie there. And that's why you have a lot of Asian people that come to America to go to Disneyland and Disney right. world because they want, they probably want to see the differences and you know, it's just another place that they know that, I that they like, you know, they don't have the repression revolution roller coaster yeah. like repression. Yeah. Yeah. It looks oh. crazy. It looks, I mean, so that's that. That's that. All right. So we have that's a social that. media winner for episode 465, the anthill kids. God, that was a new that, that episode. I mean, it was, I no, work with a guy that looks just like him. Really? Smaller forehead. Yeah. looks just like it. <laughs> it was a 15 head. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker did have a giant ass head. You can project movies yeah, on that shit. Did. Um, so Anthill Kids um, on Instagram at Tessa.an1 is going to win a sticker pack from Print Dirt Cheap. Uh, so Frankie Pigeons is going to hit you up. Congratulations to Tessa.an1 uh, on Instagram. Tessa Ann. Tessa Ann. Tessa Ann. Tessa Ann. 
So um, also, we are uh, part of the Podbelly Network. Go to podbelly.com to check out cool podcasts like PyCast um, and all things Star Wars. If you're a nerd and you're into Star Wars, go check them out. Um, also, there is lots of information on how to start your own podcast and to get that stuff done. Um, people message me all the time asking for like information about how to start a podcast. And I'm like, bro, or, or you or lady or whoever it is, like, did you go read the Podbelly stuff? Or, and they swear they read the Podbelly stuff. Madam. And I'm like... I know you didn't because the question you're you asking asked me, me about a mixer. You're asking me about the what <laughs> the question that has been it. answered on there. Yeah. Sometimes now though, you can get a mixer. They've they've come up with some shit now, like the uh, the they've shit had them, but the shit from Road, like that Road Crazy one. Caster yeah. has some integrated shit that's for a, that's taking phone calls. Marketing, like it's a lot of on. fucking buttons and knobs you probably don't need. Like that, we have our interface right here. Talking some equipment right now. It is fucking <laughs> sick. We haven't touched that motherfucker nope. in years. Nope. You don't need to press here. a fucking button or a knob. This shit has not been touched nope. in fucking years. Not nope. a knob, not a button, not a fader, nothing. It just fucking sits here. We turn on the computer and we start talking. Yep. You don't need a fucking mixer. That's it. More tidbits like that can be found on podbelly.com with less cussing and ranting. It has, it has check the, it out. What is it? Uh, the fucking... Disclaimer? No, no, no. Like the where where you have little quotes and stuff in the pages, you know, um, like uh, bacon bits. Yeah, bacon. Oh, that's, that's what, what you call. Them. Them. Yeah, we call them bacon. Oh, bits. Tip, pro yeah. tips. Pro tips or bacon yeah. bits. Yeah. So um, go check that out. And there's also uh, merch over there. Um, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. Um, we should be and intend to uh, be having a meetup with El Yucateco in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, if something changes, we'll announce that and keep you guys in the loop. We're just kind of waiting it out and seeing what's going on in the world. Um, so go over to our page and uh, and say you're going if you're going and uh, check out the details on that event. Um, also, buy some Yucateco hot sauce and put it in your mouth if you already own it. Um, post it on social media next time you eat it and tag us and you might win a prize. We give away hot sacks. Uh, Frankie Pigeons is reposting a lot of that stuff on uh, social media across uh, Reddit, mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, um, on mm-hmm. Frankie Pitches. And um, that's uh, that's helping us identify some of those that we miss. Like I try to go look at hashtags um, on Instagram at least to see like what's been tagged El Yucateco, what's been tagged Sofa King. Mm-hmm. Uh, but make sure if you're posting that, you're tagging El Yucateco and us um, because that's how you can get found and we'll send you t-shirts and cool shit in the mail. So um, also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com to order stickers and printed goods. Um, they're giving away $50 gift cards, um, so look out for that. Um, we'll be giving those away. You can order a giant dick sticker or 50 little dick stickers, maybe. Mm-hmm. you know, It's whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's about quality or quantity, and you yeah. can choose which you want. Yeah. I mean, you can really see the veins on a big dick sticker on the mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a so, necessity almost. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'd say yeah. go big. Lauren Robinson yeah. has them in her house. Right, yeah. And they're just, they point like, where's the bathroom? And the dick sticker that way, points yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Right>. Directional, directional <laughs> yeah. dick stickers. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy D's Tees uh, makes some of our t-shirts over at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. If you're not on Patreon or supporting us that way, uh, but you want to get some gear and represent, that's another way that you can give us some support is buying some stuff. Uh, we've got beanies and hats, hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff over there. Uh, go check that out and also check out Jimmy D's Tees. He uh, he can make stuff for you. If you've got a podcast, or you've got a business or something, he does make uh, silkscreen t-shirts. I think he does some embroidery stuff and hats. Um, so go check him out. And uh, did I say everything? I think I said everything. Thanks, so. Uh Sculpt member of the month, uh, Lauren Robinson, who I just mentioned, uh, purchased her batch of dick stickers from Printer Cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they point to all types of things. There, there's two dicks that you stand on, and you're standing at the sink. Yes. Right. Um, so you're standing in the proper foot position. Uh, 
to stop, uh, to fight back pain really is what it is. She has the Boondock Saints ones like on her hands. Yeah. Like she has dicks coming yeah. down her fingers and directions, yeah. right? What's it say? La Vitas or fucking what's Veritas? it? Veritas. Yeah. Veritas. Yeah. Veritas. Yeah. Veritas. Yeah. Veritas. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Requitas. It says, yeah. it says, uh, Venias though. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, it's So, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, it's coming to the end. It's kind of the last week here of, of, uh, shout outs for Lauren. Uh, we'll be choosing a new Sculpt member of the month. Uh, she just wanted to thank everybody, uh, for their recognition of her when they voted for her. I let her know that nobody voted for her. Right. Um, we just picked her. <laughs> we just liked so, her. Yeah, yeah. She, she thought people liked her. Uh, she was mistaken. Turns out you're just adorable. So yeah, we picked you. So, yeah. yeah. That's a game That's stopper, pretty, yeah. bro. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's over. Um, your other stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you're on Reddit, go to R4 slash Sofa King podcast and join in the conversation there. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter, go to at Sofa King podcast. And follow, like, comment, share, all that good stuff for the uh, prizes that uh, we give out weekly. Uh, multiples. They come in multiples. There's a lot of stuff given away. There so um, all it could take is your first time. You could just click share, and all of a sudden you're getting shit in the mail. Right. Uh, free shit. So I'm going to get back to sending dollar store DVDs and shit. I saw yeah, some funny-ass fun ones stuff, on the yeah. dollar store this week. Yeah. Can't forget those. So. Uh, personal Instagrams. I'm at Raised with Wolves. You have Sophie King, Brent, and Sophie King, Dave. Also check out Elikteko underscore Hot Sauce. Check out Jimmy D's Teas Pod Belly. Um, Brent Dirt Cheap. I haven't said that one on Instagram. I believe they're on there. Brent Dirt Cheap. Brent Dirt Cheap. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Sophie King Podcast Art Unofficial. The Tyler Mott Art. Um, go to patreoncom slash King Podcast, and uh, for as little as a dollar, you get the bonus episodes. And also we're giving away, we mentioned the banana phone that's getting sent out. Uh, that was a um, Patreon only giveaway. Uh, we'll be doing that. We found our next prize that we're going to give away. Uh, Dave found it, sent it to us pretty, I think it's going to be pretty good. I think so, it's pretty good, yeah. Um, if we can get it in our If hands. we can get it, yeah, we got to we gotta, we gotta try and get it. So that's how special it is. Um, but we will be picking another winner shortly from Patreon to win the Patreon only giveaway. So um pretty much it disneyland china you don't have to be very tall to ride the rides Someone yeah said on that yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> they also said it's called disney rand disney rand. <laughs> disney rand <laughs> they also said that you can order brad size stickers not brad's dick size but stickers the size of brad so you can not to be confused yeah because yeah, other can. ones were just they're regular stickers let's be honest they're three inch yeah. diameter so it's just yeah, that's a big yeah. diameter. That's just that's the front. That's the, the front frontal of it. view. Just the yeah, head. Three. <laughs> you just slam you like a can of Copenhagen, <laughs> half an inch high, three yeah. inches wide. Yep, impressive. Yep. So <laughs> it's like building seven against the twin towers. Yes. You know, like it's mm. smaller but still effective. <laughs> so, all right, that's pretty much it. Don't forget the Spotify playlist, Sofa King Podcast, twenty twenty. Don't be retarded. Two-seater run with your bitch Butterfly goes on the bench Running through bands, I'm rich Everything president I'm on ocean with a bad hoe Top down, she got flued out On the backseat with a stendo Smoking endo, my jewels out Two-seater run with your bitch Butterfly goes on the bench Running through bands, I'm rich Everything president I'm on ocean with a bad hoe Top down, she got flued out On the backseat with a stendo Smoking endo, my jewels out 120, I blew right by you 
I just told a bad bitch slide through. Two seater hop in, she can ride through. Whip the Ferrari through the Chick fil A drive through. Uh, high as an Einstein IQ. Yeah. She don't get my name as a tattoo. No square shit, that's a taboo. Let's do Nobu in Malibu. Why being? She skiing. She tap out. Put G in. Little bad bitch. Korean. Hop out my whip. European. On Broadway. Like all day. No, I fuck with Namir yet a long way. She just left my hotel. Did a clean walk of shame down the hallway. Yeah. Money with the squad. Get money with the squad. Get money with the squad. Uh, put that on God, and I stay on my job. It's the young heart throb. Money with the squad. Get money with the squad. Get money with the squad. Put that on God, man. I stay on my job. It's the young heart pop. Two-seater run with your bitch. Butterfly toes on the bench. Running through bands, I'm rich. Everything President tense. I'm on ocean with a bad hoe. Top down, she got fluid out. On the backseat with a stendo. Smoking endo, my jewels out. Two-seater run with your bitch. Butterfly toes on the bench. Running through bands, I'm rich. Everything President tense. I'm on ocean with a bad hoe. Top down, she got fluid out. On the backseat with a stendo. Smoking endo, my jewels out. Run with a thick bitch. Rest on big shit. Top down coupe with a stick shift. On your bitch wish list. Why be in big fish? Tramp ass nigga. You a fish stick, smoking pre-roll with a bad hoe. Drop that zero, fuck with a hero. I'm on South Beach on a jet ski, bitch tryna find me like Nemo. Bank rocks, all hundreds, yeah. That show, bitch, I want yeah. Hit the bitch out of pocket, I shoot like a rocket. Hundred round drum on the stick, I pop. Two seat around with your bitch, butterfly toes on the bench, running through bands, I'm rich. Everything President tense. I'm on ocean with a bad hoe. Top down, she got fluid out on the backseat. It's a nigga in the back, he don't talk, he insane Hit him with the flames and he dropping the names Drop. Ooh, it's a shame, she got curves in the frame Hit her one time with your bitch in the game Nigga taking my trip, might as well take my name See these nigga plotting and they watching, trying to hate Walking in the bank, take it out the bank My daughter is the same, no limit with the tank Made a hundred band, plus a hundred band Plus another half a man, do the running man Your baby mama ain't none, what you nutted in You won't smoke, ah, uh, ah, uh, got your stutter in Hopping on a jet, going to the motherland Got another check, then I did the running man 